0: Welcome to Romancing the Gemstones, where we talk about the Righteous Gemstones, the HBO series. I am one of your hosts, Jamie G. Esquire V. Yes, you can call me the captain. And just so you know, my name is estimated to be worth over $200. Huh?
1: Motherfucker!
0: I'm here with my co-host, Magna Mills, and we're going to talk about Season 3, Episode 1, titled, For I Know the Plans I Have for You. I'm pretty fired up, man. I've been i I've been pretty big on righteous gemstones. Really liked season one. Season two is great. Excited for this one. Please don't emotionally disappoint
1: me right now. Look, man, I've done my fair share of a listed shit. We're about to head out on tour, so to speak. So the rules of the road apply. All right. I am Magna Mills. Thank you for checking out Romancing the Gemstones, presented by Regular Dudes Watch Stuff. You can find us wherever you get pods on youtube and you can find us on social media at dudes watch stuff and i got a little piece of advice for you don't forget the flaps follow like and please subscribe that's what helps other people find our show we really appreciate it so if you had fun don't forget the thumb just a little courtesy thumb if you would
0: and just so you know this will be a full-on spoiler discussion for for i know the plans i have for you we won't discuss the teaser for the next episode until we do our predictions at the end. This is your first and final warning
1: on the Spoiler Johnsky. Let's do this thing! This is For I Know the Plans I Have for You, Season 3, Episode 1, the 19th overall episode of The Righteous Gemstones, originally aired June eighteenth, 2023, directed by Jody Hill. This is the ninth episode of Gemstones that he has directed. Written by John Carcieri and Danny McBride. This is the second written by credit on the show for the duo. Notable guest stars include Kristen Johnston, Stephen Dorff, Elijah Schlesinger, Shea Wiggum. The short plot synopsis is, in the wake of their father's semi-retirement, Jesse, Judy, and Kelvin must deal with dwindling attendance and donations. Eli is visited by another figure from his past. Mills, top-level overview the, on the episode
0: here. Are you romancing it? Is this a one-night stand? Or are you just swiping
1: left? Oh, I see what you're putting down. Old oh, Ron's left some romancing one-nighter swipe left. I get it, man. I get it. I think this is uh, it's probably a one-night stand for me. It was fine, pretty much a setup episode for the season. Like you, you know, kind of recycling some of the stuff we've seen a little bit before. But it, you know, it, it did the job for one night. How about you? Yeah, I think it's. I think it's one night for me. I wasn't totally like upset.
0: Like, oh God. Why did I go on that date? But it 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 wasn't kind of a, a full-on romance either. I'm excited about where they're going to take it. Good setup, like you said. But, yeah, we, keep
1: that thing as a one-nighter for me. Yeah, it's like I'm in like with you, not I'm in love with you. And uh, it seems like we've got a familiar setup here. You got a rival church or, you know, rival religious family, whatever. They're going to be in play. You have somebody from Eli's past coming back. Are you cool with it, kind of feeling like this is what every season is going to be? Or are you a bit worried that they're going to start repeating themselves here? Eh, A little bit worried that they might get caught up in the repeater if I'm being 100%
0: honest. Uh, We saw this, you know, really last season, season two, and then it kind of again here looks like but I've got confidence in this brain trust that's doing the show so I think they'll sort it out but a little bit repeated,
1: you know, a little bit worried about the repeater here. I don't necessarily mind the rival church thing. I mean, that's kind of their deal, right? Like, if you're the Sopranos, they're going to be cops and gangsters. If you're in the church thing, I think you're going to probably have to deal somewhat with other churches. I just think this is probably the last time they can go back to the well with someone from Eli's past who's never been mentioned before or what have you. That kind of thing. It just feels a little thin, especially in a show where we already get usually one flashback episode out of nine. It's fine. I enjoy it. I mean, hell, I think an Eli prequel would be pretty awesome but assuming they have more seasons going forward, I don't know that I'd want to do this particular thing again. Well, they did repeat themselves a bit here by opening up the season with a flashback. We do
0: meet May May Montgomery for the first time when she comes after Amy Lee. And at the end of the episode, well, we find out that she's Eli's younger sister. Any thoughts
1: on her or the flashback? Flashback was cool. I definitely loved the, the monster thing. That seemed like young Jesse and his element. I think that actor has always done a great job, enjoyed that aspect of it. I thought it was pretty cool when May chasing Amy Lee down. It was shot like a horror movie, right? She's kind of bigger, this figure running through the crowd and no one's that's the one thing I'm like, doesn't everybody love Amy Lee? How is nobody helping her? She was definitely asking for help.
0: It it definitely made me feel like kind of, you know, it's in we know Danny McBride was involved in a in a Halloween, you know, doing doing a couple runs of those. It kind of felt like that, right? Where like May May wasn't running. Amy Lee's running, but somehow May May's trucking her down, man. And she's stalking, catching up dude. on Michael Myers yeah, style. Definitely Michael Myers style. Michael Myers talking. It, Meyer it d- definitely gave me heavy vibes on that. I thought it was cool and just kind of that old kind of tiny America uh, era where it was like fairs and stuff like that. I, I thought it was interesting. I-, I didn't mind it at all. I wondered who she was. And part of me thought it might be Eli, not Amy Lee's sister, just by her statue.
1: Yeah, a lot of people, I think, called that. was something I think from the the trailers, maybe. JBG do want to point out there's an excellent cutaway gag where Amy Lee's kind of upset about the monster truck thing, and she's like, money ain't everything, baby. What we're going to do is start selling beer next. Get your ass cold beer here. Beer. And we see a guy, right? We got a, a good old-fashioned beer vendor, hard at work. He's like, you know, he's, his pitch is ice cold beer. That's, that's what he's got. If you were a beer vendor at a sporting event like this, what would your pitch be? What would you be calling out to, to bring in the business? Happy in a can. I got that happy in a can. That's pretty good, but that sounds like it's actually like microbrew or something like that. I, I feel like there's definitely a hazy IPA called that already. I, I it would be it would limit me to a brand, but I just love Cold Bud Peanuts. I feel that just Cold Bud Peanuts. That always it's what I'm, I remember hearing that when I was a kid. It also lets them know that you have peanuts as well. They shout out those dudes, man. They carry a lot of beers. They got those cups the way they pour and everything, dude. It's got skills, and that's not easy on a steep stadium stairs like that.
0: Not at all, and it, and it looked like it was outside, possibly during summer. Yeah, man, those dudes work hard. Uh, Mills, we also meet the Simkins family, who steal race car driver Dusty Daniels away from the gemstones. Jesse is humiliated in a race with Vance Simkins and arranges an all-out assault on him at the end of the episode. How do you feel about the Simkins? I mean, obviously, they they went there a little bit last season with, with the other church couple. Um, this time, it looks like maybe there's going to be a little bit of a rivalry set up here.
1: Yeah, they're doing the the bizarro jerry joint a little bit here, right? Where you have kind of the 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 uh the corresponding members of the family. You know what I mean? It's the same two brothers and a sister, they seem to have kind of a similar dynamic. So I think that's interesting. They're gonna kind of be, you know, maybe a the, the mirror version of themselves maybe a little bit better, but I'm guessing that maybe we find out these people aren't as good as they think they are. Like the one dude is just uh, the main dude played by Stephen Dorf. Shout Stephen Dorf. I haven't seen him in anything in a minute, like uh, love jim blade man it's been been a hot minute and the idea that he is just like so cool and everything i'm saying that like somehow he like was involved with killing his like making his parents plane crash or something i'm saying like they go dark with him but they kind of like how they did with eric andre's character in season two i I, again that would be them repeating themselves a little bit but that's right where i went when i heard plane crash it's so specific that i'm like oh i I wonder if dude could be involved in it because he does seem like one of the you know kind of a dick but you know dick that everyone seems to like and respect
0: and you know obviously they they crushed the day stealing stealing dusty and just really quickly dusty was super cool was he not <laughs> like that's shay wiggum cool i
1: love him he's been in a million things most recently on perry mason on hbo that got canceled uh really found him a lot through boardwalk empire back in the day yeah uh just really good love him and everything he's perfect here i don't know how many cigarettes he smokes while they're doing that scene he's just like constantly you know just the perfect Pitch perfect, like old dusty NASCAR driver, or whatever. Every bit of it was great, and you knew that the uh the race wasn't going to go well for Jesse, right? Yeah, you know, he's like, oh, my car goes fast. And you just kind of knew it was a nice little thing where the other dudes like, oh yeah, you know, I've never driven stock cars. I've only fucked around with Formula One or whatever. Yeah, just, it did show. I think that just the gemstones are a little bit outclassed here, yeah, all the way around, right down to the idea. That they're so not even aware. They honestly think they're better looking. I got to say that the Simpkins group is a better looking group. I love you, Gemstones, (laughs) but the other group is more attractive physically. Just saying. And I like the Shay. She just reminded me a little bit of Kelvin because when they do the battle, she's like, oh, like an egg toss? I was just like, that is so random that you say battle and the first thing that pops in your head is egg toss. Like, what kind of upbringing did you have? extremely extremely weird
0: uh yeah it's it's i like i think they there's potential here with the three versus the three kind of rivalry i think that would be i think there's got a chance to to div- dig into that a little bit i think it's gonna
1: be fun and shout out jody hill this all looked uh, really good all, all the racing stuff the car stuff uh jesse crashing right after he kind of gets out of the out of the uh, the pit lane or whatever the hell they call it there so uh i thought that was all really well done looked very cool It jamie g I, I we just talked about him but i do have to say i was just infatuated with the name dusty daniels like if your name was dusty daniels and you're not a race car driver what would your vocation be like what should you be doing with a name like dusty daniels come on man you
0: you're either the world's greatest bartender or you you're probably an adult movie star would would be would be my guess (laughs)
1: I'm going with like an old timey prospector who makes his own moonshine. You know what I mean? He's all dusty uh, from being down in the mines all the time, and then he's like, you know, he's like Jack Daniels, like great, great uncle or some shit like that. So he's making his own shine and shit. So I like he's got the little headlamp on and everything like that. Dusty Daniels drinking the little the bottle with the three X's on it or something like the good shit.
0: Love it. That's what I'm going with. Love it. Yeah, they stole the like Jack Daniels stole the recipe from just Daddy handed it down. I got like
1: bastardized when they had to make it weaker.
0: Yeah, he's like he's he's making the real deal for all the, you know, just he went blind, but he couldn't
1: tell because he's so deep in the mind and shit. So it doesn't really matter. So you can drink that good shine.
0: Yeah, man, he's the OG. Kelvin and Keith are now the smut busters and they're trying to shut down uh, sex shops and porn stores across the area. Does this do anything for you? Is is it is it better? Is it worse
1: than the whole bodybuilding cult thing from last season? What do you feel about this one? I do like how they're trying to clean up I-95. I hate that road so much. So any kind of effort, even if it's just getting rid of the sex shops, I'll take it. Shout out the piece of 95 that just fell to the fucking ground in Philadelphia. And it's just caused an absolute fucking uh, nightmare. Again, this is who Kelvin is, right? Good intentions, but then they're going to put the stores out of business by buying all of their shit. That is so perfectly him, right? And then having kids like help them all of this and everything it's just so yeah. so
0: weird part of me was like did they do it all for just that one scene where you see him holding
1: this giant you know dildo a little bit maybe... i mean that was a really funny visual it you was a been. funny it visual. was a very funny visual i don't hate it if they did it that way but i don't know i think this maybe has a little bit more potential than the the bodybuilder stuff because they there's the whole joke is it's like the whole moronic thing it's like mac on sunny for years there's only so much you can do that joke before you pound it into the ground so i don't know if you necessarily want to like do a whole year of uh having kids around you know uh porn accessories and whatnot but at least it's a change of pace and could maybe go to some interesting places or what have you i do want to point out the scene of them burn like the burn pit with the sex toys was just absolutely hysterical and uh, Keith's reaction about like the hell are y'all cooking out here? Devil's objects, devil's objects, and I don't think you're supposed to be burning this stuff. This shit's poisonous. Yeah, I don't feel very well. The smoke was green from some of the butt plugs, and it smelled like pool toys. Shout out, Keith. You don't you don't get a lot of bangers, Keith, but uh, that was a decent one. All right, man. What's up with Judy and BJ? She's off dry humping and making out with a guitarist while BJ's hustling old people for recurring donations. Any thoughts on these two? And I just want to point out, cards on the table, you know, another little succession vibe here. I don't know, man. I'm getting a little uh, Tom Wambsgans vibes off of BJ here. I don't know. Could he be, like, creeperly competent in everything? You see him really getting it in. I mean, honestly, him and Amber are probably, like, the two most competent gemstones right now, and I don't think it's really close. They definitely are he's really shining in the salvation store and
0: you know I got a hand out not only is he giving you Tom Womgams, but he's also giving you a little bit of jeans gear doesn't he doesn't he dressing like would he would he make Jean Cousineau proud by the way he dresses I and mean, he's got some wild outfits here uh particularly when he's working but I, I'm digging BJ dude I, I really do and I like this couple I hate that Judy's kind of doing him dirty here because I like when Judy and BJ are are are, are on all, firing on all cylinders they're really good I ship them is what I'm saying
1: yeah and i think that's why they went out of their way to have her say that they've only really like made out in dry humped. yeah so they've kind of set a clear line where she could you know be forgiven somewhat but they are definitely taking her down a path where this can be if you're just creating you know emotional conflict just for the sake of doing it it's not necessarily that enjoyable so i I just hope that they do it the right way and i do want to give a, a shout out to their writers because they know exactly who their audience is. Do you know how small and specific the slice of people who are going to get the uh, Sugar Ray looking motherfucker joke is? It's tiny. You have to be born within like a five-year window in the United States or you won't get that joke. I'm but it was sure hilarious. Anyways. he's Sugar Ray looking mother. It was, but he did he not? But I think that like- dude like went on and like he doesn't even go by Sugar Ray anymore. Like he, he no. like went and did like other things, so people wouldn't even know he's that dude. They wouldn't know he's Sugar Ray. It's but like he people, looked just you know, like him though, with the frosted tips. Like he definitely did. I'm sure he was going for that. Probably, you know fairly a random call out there. But I really did uh, enjoy it, and uh, I just want to point out didn't really come up anywhere else. But I did just love that scene we got at Zion's Landing. Both the, uh, the promo for it and then them just uh, beating the fuck out of, uh, what was a Walt, Walt Walker. Walker, Eli's driver yes. there. That bit on the beach was just absolutely killer. And you could tell Jesse, like, really feeling himself. Especially when he does, the, like, uh, sorry about your broken nose bit. He's like, my nose isn't broken. And then he does, you know, he loves that little. Oh, dude. Him, he like, out like the, a, it,
0: he's like that. That was just a, I put that in there, you stupid motherfucker. I was trying to sniff out the rat, dude. He's placing fake clues in there just to see. I love it. Jesse, every once in a while, can surprise you with how brilliant he can be sometimes. Dude, when he pulls up the shirt and just whacks him with the paddle, how funny is
1: that? And the people are walking by like, it's like, oh, don't worry about it. Nothing to see here.
0: Good. <sighs> and shit. it's at the. What's so funny about this, though, is it's at the Christian
1: retreat.
0: <laughs> it's at Zion. You just, you can't make it up, dude.
1: Let's see here. Other odds and ends. Just do want to point out when they we did see them on stage together when Eli was watching, and they definitely were not doing well. That little bit was just you know gave us a good idea just how badly things are going for them and how much they are not working together. And did enjoy the uh, the Sunday lunch scene, especially the one shot of uh, Jesse's kid trying to like vape like the least sneaky way you've ever seen when he takes the vape and tries to lean over like the side of the table and just stupid joke and. That's fine, though. I mean, I think the kids, if you put too much emphasis on them, I usually don't like it. It's perfect because they're just kind of there, they exist, and you use them as comic relief, and that's it. I think I'm cool with that. And I shot off the scene between uh, Jesse and Ambler just for the fucking Conan line.
0: It was rocky there for a bit, but what happened in the end? Leno shot to the top. What if we're not Leno? What if we're just Conan? Well, yes, and... Are you were you surprised at all to see Pontius with the face tattoo? At first, it was kind of like wow. I thought it was the second they... one.
1: Was that? I thought it was, yeah. was that
0: number two, maybe. I don't know. It's, uh... It sounded like Jesse said maybe it was. I don't know, but I, I like that they're that they're doing something with them, but it's not over the top. And so that's yeah. You know, we'll see where it goes.
1: Yeah, I think it's the youths these days. That's what they do. They get tattoos and vape, right? That's what the fucking youths do, especially if there's two of them. The two youths. Uh, uh, two what? Uh, what was that word? Uh, what word? To what? What? Did you say Utes?
0: Yeah, to Utes. Magna Mills, I definitely got some money burning a hole in my pocket, and I could use a new T-shirt. Do we have any righteous merchandise this week, my dude?
1: I think we might have a couple of uh, T-shirt type options here. I'd like a nice little classic uh eli shirt fishing and sipping it's just him on the deck with his fishing rod sipping on a little joint i think that could be really cool bonus points if you want to just make it um john goodman but just make it uh walter from lebowski or maybe have uh walter oh, yeah. and eli sitting next to each other fishing doing a having a little drink or whatever i think that would be cool uh you could just bust out the Smutbusters joint just from the show i like that and have like a nickelodeon uh double dare feel to it thought that was cool you could do a concert t-shirt rules of the road on the front, and then Roadhead is Roadhead on the back, like that one, and the Cape and Pistol Society would be pretty awesome. Really, I guess you'd probably have to do it, like have a pistol on the front, and then like a print of a cape on the back, but if you could really do it up proper with an actual cape, that would be awesome, and uh, then just, you know, deform Dracula, and that's just, you know, Jesse is kind of like a janky ass looking Dracula. I'm there for
0: that, and it's time for us to turn the other cheek. No, we haven't done anything wrong here, well, that you know of. Anyway, this is where we give our alternate titles for,
1: for I know the plans I have for you. See, they do a very specific kind of religious structure here. I don't have a ton of those, but uh, something along the lines of uh, thou shall have no smut, no lust, no coconuts, I think would uh, intrigue me to the, uh, you know, if I was just looking at that on the guide, I'm like, I, I would check that out. And, uh, you know, probably, a uh, Lord, what if we're Conan?
0: That that would have been amazing. I'm not I'm not upset about burning the devil's objects. That would have been very interesting. Interesting. And it has kind of a religious play to it as well. Yeah.
1: And if you wanted to go like Hardy Boys, Nancy Drew, the legend of the Cape and Pistol Society, mostly just because I want to know more about the Cape and Pistol Society very much. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I, I hope that wasn't just a teaser. Last one
1: here by the power of Christ's love and LASIK surgery. <laughs> I just that's I just forgot totally. about that bit in the when they're doing that scene, they're showing photos, and if you look, there's the one photo of the guy who's about to get the LASIK shirt and he's just terrified. He's screaming like you know Freddy Krueger standing over him. It's hysterical. Now we're gonna drop a gem on him.
0: Once again, Once again. we're gonna give our
1: favorite quote or dialogue from for I know the plans I have for you. couple of very good ones here. Uh, mostly uh, Jesse stuff. I think I am going to go with uh, Judy talking to Gideon. Gideon, your mom was trying to
0: Moonshowsing you. we're you need to stop trying to milk sympathy votes for your son being a crippled, okay? Jesse, get her eyes in line.
1: Maybe you need to talking about Baron we? And that's definitely a play on that movie from back in the, the day or whatever. That is a, that's a that pretty That was choice. incredible, you know,
0: that just the banter at their at their after you know church uh, after service brunch or whatever it's fantastic. That was way up there. I got to go with Jesse back when he's on the on the beach talking to the old driver and he's like, "Sugar cookies ain't real, bitch. That's a detail I made up to sniff out the rat. She made Crescent, son. You're the only one I told sugar cooks to. You fucking snitch." That's Jesse all day
1: every day. Uh, that was awesome, dude. <laughs> <And the laughs> best gotta, part, what do you, what do you, I mean, the second one, three calls them sugar cooks? I've never heard anybody refer to cookies as cooks before. Like, yeah, you got some chocolate, chip, I told you sugar got cooks some chocolate chip cooks, yo. You got some chocolate chip cooks. You're the only one I told sugar cooks to. Just, um, oh, what are crescents? I mean, I know like a crescent moon. Are the moon cookies? I'm sort of intrigued about that now. Was it a crescent yeah. roll? I mean, it must have, it might have been crescent roll. I, I yeah, that's.
0: Lord knows the gemstones don't hesitate to insult one another, and heaven help you if you're on the receiving end of one of those babies. Jimmy hey, really
1: G, look, Judy isn't wrong when she calls out Jesse's lack of charisma on stage.
0: Which shitty poll numbers, Jesse? The ones that where eighty five percent said you're colder than a fucking ice cube shoved up a polar bear's asshole.
1: But Jesse has a point as well. I remember those same pollsters saying that your songs are when most people at church go to take a shit. Kelvin is the worst of the gemstones at insults by far. But I mean, come on, man. Somebody had to call Jesse out on his sideburns. He didn't <laughs> used to look like a deformed Dracula. Honestly, not the greatest episode for Jesse. He even dunks on himself. I mean, our origin story sucks compared to theirs. I mean, nobody's rooting for born wealthy people to become more wealthy. Hey, damn, Jesse. What did Konya never do to you? What if we're not Leno? What if we're just Conan? Sometimes I struggle to empathize with Judy, but I feel her pain when you don't get the reaction you were looking for when you give somebody a gift.
0: God dang, why you gotta kick my gift horse in the nuts right now?
1: Congratulations, Judy. You get to be included by the two sweetest words in the English language, default. How are we gonna do that? Together. Do we have to include Judy? Even
0: that bitch,
1: uh, JBG. It's come up twice now. What do you think, man? Deformed Dracula, metal band, horror movie, sex move, something else. Oh, I'm gonna go metal band, but I'm talking hard metal here. Feels like a series, right? I'm one of those like low budget, like freebie or some shit like that. Like Deformed Dracula. Uh, I don't know. Some weird. He's only got one fang or something. I don't know. It's on,
0: it's on Tubi or something right now. Yeah, it's a, it's
1: free with ads. As long as you enjoy ten minutes of ads for three minutes of runtime.
0: Well, we're going to continue to be righteous with our righteous moments. You guessed it. These are our favorite moments from "For I know the plans I have for you.
1: Oh boy. I think I got to go with the, just the scene with Dusty Daniels, you know, you, you're kind of meeting the other folks and uh, the Simpkins and you got Shane Wiggum just doing his thing and the race and everything like that. That was pretty top notch for me. How about yourself?
0: I probably got to go with beating up Walker at Zion's landing, but I will say that Sunday lunch was absolutely hilarious. If you like the dialogue of the show, um, but I'm going to probably go. I know I know I'm kind of all in on that scene, but it was really that good for me.
1: Roger that. I think that's fair. And now it's time to bust out our jewelers loop and evaluate the episode. We're going to grade for I know the plans I have for you on a scale of zero to 10 gemstones. Jamie G uh, the the T is yours. You have the honors. I am going to give this one a grade of 8.3. I'm a little bit lower, but not too much. I am going to give it 8.0 gemstones. Again, it's a nice little one-night stand.
0: We're righteous as fuck on Romancing the Gemstones, and we're going to keep it
1: going with our Righteous Ratings. Mills, take it away. Here's the deal. Every episode, we're going to rate the characters in five categories from one to five, with one being the worst, five being the best. We're going to kind of average those together, create our own little model so we got some ratings and we can figure out who won the episode. The categories are getting shit done. Did they get shit done in the episode? Home life. How are things at home with the family, love life, that kind of thing? Career. How are things going at work? Don't be a fuck up. Did they avoid fucking up? and were they funny and we took seven characters rated them in those five categories and we've got a top five with actually a tie at number five between kelvin and jesse at four we've got eli at number three a touch of a surprise here we've got keith at two another surprise amber and at number one maybe a big shocker bj BJ rated very highly for us basically everywhere except home. We got one because, you know, uh the misses is stepping out a little bit on him. Any surprise that uh BJ rated so well for us here? You know, even though he's kind of
0: getting, you know, done dirty a little bit by Judy, he's really holding it down and he's becoming a doper him in the process. You got to you got to give him credit, man. Like I'm 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 pretty I'm pretty happy with BJ. Like
1: he's he's thriving kind of in all areas of his life, isn't he? Yeah, you saw him getting it in at work. He definitely, again, him and Amber seem to be the only two that have their shit together as far as his career goes. He's, you know, kind of funny. He seems to be, you know, pretty much handling everything that's at least within his power to handle. Maybe not the funniest guy, but definitely got some some chuckles out of me here. So, uh, shout out BJ. Just get yourself a bear, and then you have your own TV show. Go along with your awesome gear and uh normally we would do predictions now but hbo aired the first two episodes of season three on the same night we've seen them both so there's really no point in doing predictions the next episode is season three episode two but isal ran to meet him the short plot synopsis for that one is eli does his best to smooth over relations with the montgomery boys after a visit to their doomsday prepper compound back at the salvation center the siblings face off against the board of ministers And that's pretty much it. Hope you're looking forward to it because you can uh, check out our coverage of it right after this.
0: That's a wrap on the inaugural episode of Romancing the Gemstones. Thank you guys for checking us out. We really appreciate you taking in the Righteous Gemstones with us. We'll be Romancing Them Stones all season long. Make sure you hit us up on social media or in the comments below. If you have any thoughts, anything you want us to touch on, let us know what you think of these guys, what you thought of this episode. Don't forget the flaps. If you don't do anything, make sure it's not to forget the flaps. You must follow,
1: you must like, and please subscribe. Mills, anything that I missed here, bud? As far as the flaps, just just do one of them. If you want to do them all, you're awesome. We will settle for one, especially that thumb. We appreciate it. Again, find us wherever you get your pods on YouTube. We're presented by regular Dudes Watch Stuff. Find us on social media at Dudes Watch Stuff. On behalf of myself, Magna Mills, that guy, Jamie G, the Commodore, the Captain, the man with the hat, All you need to do is remember one thing to have a great time. You just got to live your life. Big baby Billy son.
0: Bye, Felicia.